0: Hello, Monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Hello, Monsters. Welcome to Monsters University. Are we good? Is it a little blurry just on my end? we're live.
1: Yes, we Okay,
0: understand. we're live. We're live, we're live. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Uh, here we are tonight, ready to be evil and spooky. It's officially October, so today's monsters is going deep into the spooky. So, let's kick it off with a good old evil laugh. Ah ah ah. Good, good. Get your evil on. I hope y'all are laughing at home also so uh, we feel less weird about it. (laughs) So let's introduce everybody. We'll start over here with Violet. I am Violet October, and tonight
2: I'm playing Lily the Succubus. Hey everybody, I'm Cassie Cummings, and I get to play your favorite gelatinous cube, Kimmy Puddin' Pop.
3: Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, and I get to play Bender.
1: Yeah, hey there, I'm Ricky XXX Rails, and I play Chazworth, the reanimated prep. <clears throat> I'm Dominique
4: Delirium, and I play Evelyn the werewolf.
0: Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for joining. I'm Jane Judge, and I'll be your spooky game master for tonight's uh, monstrous events. <laughs> I am very excited for what we've got going on in this episode. It's gonna be pretty weird. And if you are under the age of 18, you should probably leave now because it's gonna be horny. So with that, um, let's talk about what happened last week. We found the heart of the Red Castle, who was Zorana, another animated gargoyle from Castle Navaria, who turns out to be uh, basically twins with Ishtal. Uh, your gargoyle boyfriend who was already part of the crew. And now you discovered a bunch more stuff about Castle Navaria and what was going on there. And so in your next lead, you are hanging on to this yeah. and moving forward to to try and find the tower from Castle Navaria that held all of um, Ilmenia Yagar, the evil witches, uh, magical things. So we are tracking that down mm-hmm. through Zargana And we are trying to find Taliba's book of the dead in order to clear her name because headmistress Taliba has been taken away by the lawyers from hell. She was arrested dramatically on campus last time. And uh, we have to try and clear her name. Otherwise the school goes under and Monsters U is no more. Um, And also there's some stuff about hell maybe collapsing into this plane, but we'll figure that out as it goes. Just a little end of the world scenario for y'all. I'm sure it's
2: nothing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, when we left our favorite monsters, we were in the secret basement hideout of the Brim Seekers, who are an underground revolutionary spy network, basically, who are trying to stop uh, the hell plane from colliding with Las Vegas. So, um, I think you were all in the middle of talking to Anna, who is uh, frantically. Checking the telegraph machine. There's like a little Morse code machine in the corner, like beep, 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 bringing in information from monsters all across the world. And uh, Florian, her niece, is sitting there and helping you work through all of the, the tools that y'all got. Um, you know what I just forgot that I gave you also? <laughs> a tarp, just a regular tarp. <laughs> And Florian is teaching you all how to make uh, make makeshift shelter out of it. So um, she's like, yeah, you have to um, lash the sides to a stick or a tree. And you have to make sure that the bottom of the tarp is uh, pinned down on one yeah. side. That way it keeps it waterproof. Okay. Are you listening? This is
2: important. What if I'm trying to like up the moisture?
0: Oh, right. Um, well, you're going to want to put the lip of the tarp underneath so that it holds all of the moisture in. Oh, man, you might even need a separate tarp for that. Something on the ground? Let me see if we've got another one around here somewhere. And Florian just, like, I don't know, goes in a big bucket full of, like, ten different tarps and picks out a a fancy-looking one. She finds one that's green that sort of matches you, Kimmy, and hands it over to you.
2: Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, listen,
0: I know it's not the most exciting of things, but uh, it's going to keep you alive. And it's going to keep you from getting boot rot and... uh, you know, I'm just worried about you all. This is going to be dangerous.
2: That's cute. We've been through worse.
0: Oh, I guess you did die recently. Sorry. I didn't mean to be insensitive or anything.
2: Oh, no. I just meant like, like we've infiltrated uh, the headmistress's office before. So, like, it can't be any worse than that.
0: Wait, what? are you serious? Well, I'm pretty bad. No, I mean, you know,
2: yeah, we did do that. But, like, wasn't that hard?
0: Well, how did you make it in without, you know, all of her traps and stuff? Uh, you know, well,
2: that, that's the thing about traps. It's like if you want them to go off, they're no longer traps, and you you take their power from them.
0: Wow, you know, I never thought about it like that.
1: She's gotten wise with her passing on.
2: I tip my cowboy hat.
0: <laughs> okay, well guess there's one last thing that you all are going to need. These clothes, she like reaches out and touches the fabric of Bender's sweater and a little piece of it falls off. Yeah, I don't know if these are really going to survive through hell. You need something that's a little more heat resistant. So, um, hey, Anna. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm busy. Can I use the, the pod? Anna's like, oh, I guess it's time now, isn't it? So turns around. Um, She pushes a little keypad on the wall. And the wall pulls away and you see a little bit of mist dramatically come out of the bottom. And it's almost like a closet. It's a tiny, all-white room. You look in, there's nothing. All right. Go on. Step in.
1: What exactly is supposed to happen?
0: Well... You go in one at a time and it fixes up your clothes.
1: All right, I'll give it a shot. To step in.
0: Oh, uh, let me set it to fireproof. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, you just think about the outfit of your dreams and uh, it'll make it custom fit to your body and uh, elastic to make sure you don't, you know, pop a seam while you're doing a high kick.
1: Okay, Uh, action, athletic wear. Trying to keep it in mind. All right, going through.
0: All right, Uh, good luck. Florian closes the closet door, and you suddenly get uh, a feeling of being trapped in a very tiny room with no windows and no clear vents or oxygen. Chaz, what is the outfit you are thinking about?
1: Um... Chaz's outfit is a mesh you no know, fishnet full body suit and like cargo shorts with lots of pockets and then like Doc Martin boots.
0: Very ninja, very practical. I love it. <laughs> Are you in this moment panicking a little? Would you say you're distracted?
1: I would say yeah. He's he's probably eyes closed a little bit and waiting for this to be over and making sure everything's okay.
0: Okay. You squeeze your eyes and you think about the outfit that you want, but you're having trouble just like focusing on the details. And, uh, I'm going to have you roll a flirt roll for me. A 20. Okay. So you, you're a little fuzzy on the details, but you have the general idea and it's really solid in your head. And this outfit is going to look hot on you. And so, uh, the closet sort of opens up and that steam, the fog in the underneath kind of shrouds you and surrounds you and you feel your clothes almost being like eaten away by acid and pulled off of you. And you like grab onto the stuff in your pockets, hey, and then <laughs> your clothes just like whoosh, all gone. And suddenly a bunch of little tiny robotic arms come out and measure you and uh, it's like a little sewing machine and there's a lot of noise. And um, anytime you try and move, you're pricked by a little pin. You're almost stuck here in the like position with your arms out, with all these arms whirring and moving around you. And after about two minutes, the door psh, slowly slides to the side. And backlit in the fog coming out of this room, <laughs> you see Chazworth. In this fishnet outfit, <laughs> head to toe fishnets, with cargo shorts on top. It like neatly put all your little things, plus a mint, into your pockets.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna slow motion uh, walk out, you know, chew up the scenery, of the smoke and stuff as much as possible, and make my way back.
0: Excellent. Hell yeah, work it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Florian gives you an up down. He's like. Wow, all right. Okay, uh, who's next?
2: Oh, I wanna try.
0: All right, go ahead, Kimmy. Um, Just make sure you don't go out the cracks underneath the door.
2: Oh, smart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I scoop up all my my sagging ecto, ghastly ectoplasm. Make sure, like, try and keep it as much into a cube as I can as I slide on in.
0: Don't worry, we're ready for ghosts, and she's gonna like plug in a little thing in the in the corner. Okay, this should be clear to go. Uh, you won't have to focus on keeping these clothes on.
2: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay.
0: All right. The same thing happens. The door shuts. Kimmy, what outfit are you thinking of?
2: Do you know, do you remember what Catherine Zeta Jones wore in Entrapment?
0: <laughs> it's just
2: a skin tight, uh, like leathery cat suit perfect for infiltration missions uh pink cowboy hat obviously stays on during during the mission and um and during sex but mostly during the mission and i i needed to fit around my cube body
0: okay well this uh machine has extreme stretchy material that will be perfect. able to stretch uh in any form that you have it will perfect. move with you perfect morphing suit
2: Morphin suit.
0: Okay, so you're picturing this in your head. Kimmy, are you panicking at all?
2: I mean, I'm already dead, so I mean.
0: What's the worst that could happen? What what more
2: that could happen?
0: (laughs) All right, there's an arm that very carefully reaches out and gently plucks your pink hat off of your head and cuts it to shreds. Okay, now now I'm panicking. (laughs) You see it cut it up and take a bunch of measurements. And it's crafting a new one out of a heat-resistant plastic. You can see it with like a blowtorch in the corner, molding it to the shape of your head. Perfect. Okay. The door slides open and highlighted is cube form, Kimmy?
2: Cube form, Kimmy.
0: All right. You have the tightest catsuit you've ever seen on a cube. Somehow Mm -hmm. it's extremely sexy.
2: Yes. There's still cleavage, even in cube form. Oh, perfect! <laughs>
0: so you you walk out every step at dramatic bounce. Oh,
2: yeah, oh yes. You all have never seen a Jello cube sachet this way before, but it's working. Aaron with
1: hard eyes.
2: <laughs> y'all gotta try this. This is super fun.
0: Okay, who is next to suit up? Florian reprograms it from ectoplasm. Lily wants to get new clothes real bad. Okay. The door slides open. Lily, you step into this tiny closet. What are you imagining? A strapless, shiny black turtleneck, where instead of the sides, there's just crisscross laces down my ribcage. Shiny, tight black pants, and little way-too-dramatic black stiletto heels. I love it. They've got grip on the bottom, so you're good. (laughs) Are you panicking in this tiny closet? Nope, I get to go to hell. (laughs) Okay, so the tiny little arms reach out and shred acid, remove your clothes, take a bunch of measurements. They uh, measure your feet for like a custom stiletto and uh, craft this like perfect outfit for you. Extremely tight and uh, difficult to get on, but once it's on, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) Okay, so Lily, you are not panicking at all. You're picturing this perfect outfit. You've designed it a thousand times in your head before now. You step out. What's your pose you strike? Backlit, the fog behind you. Oh, you're muted, sorry. (laughs) Um. A photo pose of like one hand on the hip, the other out, shoulders back. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Who is next? Bender will go. Okay. Bender, you step in. Lily, you take a few steps in your stilettos. You expect a little like click, click of shoes like this. So sneaky. <laughs> okay, Bender. You step into this tiny room. What are you imagining?
3: Uh, seeing like the skin tight, like the cat suit things. I'm gonna think of a cat suit, but it is completely clear all the way down to the boots, uh, and around like the chest and like crotch and ass area are like sequins of like different sizes. It kind of looks like a sim with like the blur on. Uh-huh. I love this. Okay. What's the shoes? Uh, The shoes are clear rain boots where it's got like Mm -hmm. the the grippy stuff on the bottom but you can completely see feet.
0: Okay. Bender, are you panicking at all in this little tiny room?
3: Probably not because I'm used to coffins and stuff.
0: Yeah. It feels like home. All right. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Been in a grave before.
0: So you settle in, you let the little arms do their work. Um, You picture really strongly this like incredible clear vinyl all the way down outfit. (laughs) And you step out and the fog from behind you obscures for a second. But when it goes away, your entire outfit clear all the way down, except for the pixely blur.
3: Can actually walk out shaking like that, just. I love
0: it. (laughs) Okay, so we have one more monster. Evelyn, what are you up to?
4: Um, I am a little skeptical about going in the room because I don't think it's gonna make something that will change with my form. So like, eyeing the room, but not sure.
0: Okay, do you bring this up to Florian?
4: Yes. I'm like, would it be able to change with my wolf form?
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I never realized. I just assumed you were some other kind of monster. i would never seen you transform. All right. Um, We could do a stretchy and uh, I'll make it not ectoplasm, but stretchy enough for the cube. That should work. Right. How much bigger do you get? Two times? Three times? Um...
4: Maybe, like, two times. Like, I definitely get, like, taller and, like, my limbs are different, so. Oh, perfect. This should
0: be able to handle that, you know, stretchy rayon and fabrics of these days.
4: Okay, so with that, I walk into the room.
0: Okay. What are you picturing? The outfit of my dreams.
4: (laughs) I am picturing Velma from Scooby-Doo's outfit
0: yes okay I love it the like knee-high socks and the little skirt and a like large turtleneck are you picturing the glasses the hair um
4: no I guess it's just maybe the glasses not the hair and then I'm also picturing like a magnifying glass
0: okay so the machine isn't quite sure for a second, it almost like hesitates. It takes all your measurements and then, you know, acid removes your clothes and then you're standing there and it's like, "Mm -hmm -hmm." Uh, you can see the little arms of the machine, like make a few cuts, throw the fabric away, make a few cuts on another one. Um, And they make a fabric magnifying glass for you with like a little clear lens. And it's like, almost like a knitted prop. (laughs) Um, They've manufactured some like good plastic glasses. They don't have any lenses in them. And uh, you have a perfect representation of a Velma outfit straight from the movie. Yes, I love it. Okay, the door opens. What are you doing?
4: Um, I sort of like sashay out and then I like go like this and I like look through my magnifying glass. (laughs)
3: Oh, my gosh. Hey.
0: Adorable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, if you want a real magnifying glass, we probably have a couple of those out here. That one's cuter, though.
4: Um, I go rummage for an extra magnifying glass, so then I have two.
0: Okay, double fist (laughs) them. This one um, magnifies, but it also shows secret messages.
4: Oh, okay, cool.
0: So you uh, lift it up to your eye and look at some of the posters on the wall, and you can see comrades against jobs graffitied in like a magic erase pen.
4: Neat.
0: Okay, as you are finishing with your spectacular new cat suits and outfits, um, Anna turns around from the machine and she's got a, a printout that's like coded messages that she's been decoding live. Um, she's like, okay, kids, I think I got exactly what you need. I, I've sent out my network and, uh, you know, they've been working really hard on this info, so make sure you use it. Um, I think they found the tower from the Castle Navaria that you all were looking for. You know, towers like that are expensive, don't you know? And uh, I'm sure they were looking to get a return on their investment. So this most important mage tower, uh, I guess it's called the um, the study tower in Castle Navaria, they sold it off wholesale. They searched it high and low for any sort of secrets, of course, but, you know, I'm sure elmenie had some secret ways of hiding things and, Maybe you'll find something in there that that they didn't. Especially since you have and she sort of like vaguely gestures at the two gargoyles just like standing spookily in the corner.
2: Didn't realize they'd sell entire towers off like that.
0: Oh yeah, you know uh, a a haunted castle is uh, a hot commodity among monsters. Although guy who bought it was kind of strange i remember they did the auction here at school and you know of course i went to see if i could get anything for the brim seekers but the guy who bought it wore a big old hood in fact you know i don't even know if he was a guy or a girl it was pretty spooky never showed their face the whole time didn't speak or anything just held up their little auction paddle
2: interesting so like memorable in a strange way is what I'm hearing
0: you know it's not illegal to be a creepy monster around here
2: obviously not of course not
0: but uh, I did remember it so I had um, you know I had the network go and look it up and it turns out he's just north of town it's just uh, you know an hour or two drive uh, up in the mountains
2: okay so who are we dealing with
0: Oh, well, that's a great question. My network couldn't find anything on him. As far as monsters exist, uh, he doesn't exist. As far as monsters are concerned, I mean, he doesn't exist.
1: Sounds like this could be dangerous. We have to keep an eye out.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, the network took a look at those uh, tabloid newspapers. That's a pretty good uh, indication of any sort of monster activity in the neighborhood. But they don't really talk about any monster stuff. They just talk about you know lights in the sky and weird stuff they saw in the forest. I don't know. You know, humans are weird.
2: Oh yeah, I I was on a on an episode of Coast to Coast one night. That was really fun.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I mean, they were just going by, and I took one shape, and then when they looked back, I was a totally different shape, <laughs> confused them. Like you would not believe, humans are. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, you must have freaked him out.
2: Freaked him out? I had a whole segment on a radio show. I, it's, it's wild. It's wild the things people podcast about these days.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I've been talking to Mandy up at Bigfoot Mountain. Or Mount Charleston, I mean. <laughs> uh, I've been telling her she should start a podcast. Draw up a little more excitement. But uh, I guess she likes the business slow.
2: Mm. But I wouldn't pay for a, like a like a spicy Bigfoot call-in sex show. Oh my gosh!
0: You know, some of them are great performers. Uh, I hear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course, I've I've heard that as well.
0: Okay, okay, kids. So, do you have a, a truck or something that can you know maybe handle some backwoods roads?
2: Got a station wagon.
0: All right, all right. Uh, you might lose a wheel or two on the way, so make sure you bring a spare. All right, so it's a little ways out there. She's going like, to pull out a big map of Nevada and mark a little spot. You got to go off of this trail here and, uh, you know, up through the, um, the nature preserve and then up in here. It's an area that's not even marked on the human maps, but I guess there's a road up this way. It's all going to be off-road, and it's going to be pretty crazy. You might even have to hike a little bit. Um, and yeah, nobody knows who lives out there. It's uh, not known monster territory, but clearly somebody.
3: So well, if you, you know don't it, want to be found, what are the odds of them uh, getting kind of violent when we come out there?
0: Ooh, that's quite a possibility, you know. Uh, in case you need any other tools or supplies, we've got your, you know, basic uh, survival gear, anything you might need to take out an imp or two, or who knows. Oh, 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 before I forget, it also came through on the on the fax machine. Yes, we still have a fax machine here at Monsters University. Some of us are very old, you know, this was new tech one day. Uh, And she pulls out a little, like, stack of almost like a passport book-looking thing. Okay, you'll need this to get through hell. It's a student visa, so don't lose it. This will maybe clear you to come back and uh, answer a few questions from the lawyers from hell so you don't get held up. It's important. You know, you wouldn't want Constable Amilla keeping you from even getting there.
2: Hell,
0: no. Of course there's TSA in hell.
2: God damn it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know you gotta empty your water bottles out, but they don't make you take your shoes off anymore, so this passport should work.
3: A lot of stinky monster feet. Makes sense.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Some of those stinks will haunt ya. <laughs>
3: Aw, thank you, Kimmy. I thought you never noticed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you have your companions gathered. And as you've been talking to Anna and Florian, all of them have also gone into the machine. And they all got sort of like matching cat suits with a little buckle under the, the cleavage area here to make it like, you know, extra pop. And um, you know an army of combat boots and ghostly combat boots and stone combat boots, and you all are now pretty much ready. Is there anything that you all would like to do here at Monsters University before you go? Um, Professor Ayard is also coming with you.
2: It's a good thing we know that uh, that he's cool, or else I'd make a joke about being chaperoned. <laughs>
0: PJ is like, haha, at least no one will call me the narc here anymore.
1: Damn it.
2: You really just, you have such a hard time hiding anything, babe. Like, you gotta stop.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. Well, telling lies is kind of hard.
2: <laughs> I know, I know.
0: Gotta learn to massage the truth.
2: That's right, massage the truth, like we've been practicing.
0: P. Jared um, turns around to the group and is like, well, I guess we're gonna be getting kind of close to where I'm from. You know, uh, I was found in these uh, forests up north, any points maybe a 20 minute drive away from where y'all are going. There's like a little mountain ridge in between. Oh, that's really
2: cool. Do you think you could like like navigate, of course, or like do you do you want to like stop somewhere?
0: Well, I'll tell you the truth. I've I've never been up there since. You know, my uh dad said it was dangerous, and so I haven't been. It's been what four or five years.
2: How do you feel about that?
0: <laughs> well, I don't feel like a lost little puppet in the woods anymore, that's for sure.
2: Hell yeah, that's my strong guy.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. trees. Hey, maybe we'll find a little spot and you can suspend me out there.
2: Oh, in in the dangerous woods.
0: In the dangerous woods.
2: Oh, you dangerous man. <laughs>
0: yes, I uh, pack some very dangerous supplies. Mm. He like opens his backpack and there's a little box of saltines. You know, the the ice didn't really work last time for, like, a a pain pleasure kind of thing. I thought maybe a little dryness. You are so clever. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna have fun. Yeah. Okay, y'all. Anything else that you want to do here at Monsters U? you were all having this, like, walk and talk as you head over to the garage. Good. Okay, here we are in the spooky parking lot. You come up, you see the chasmobile parked. You also see the truck. The I think it was like a big red truck that you all got from the guy who was Chaz's legs. Oh, I forgot about the truck. Damn. Shit, we do we do have a truck
1: might be a good idea to bring both I will convoy <coughs> hell
4: yeah I think we need to bring both, right? we have
0: so many people Ishtal is like, yeah, um, we're probably kind of heavy we'll sit in the back of the truck and uh, they hop up into the back of the truck and sort of sit back against each other
1: does anyone know how to drive? well, I do, but I have to drive a Trasmobile it's got a a, a demon transmission it's kind of tricky
4: Uh, I could try driving the truck.
0: Oh, cool. All right, so you all load up. Um, Okay, running up into the garage is Florian, like, out of breath. And she's like, oh, good thing I caught you all before you left. I completely forgot to give you the manual. Oh, you all know what the manual is, obviously.
2: Obviously. Just...
0: I forget, you didn't get Brimseeker, uh, you know, indoctrinized the way that we usually do. We sort of had an emergency thing. You didn't have the intro meetings. Okay. She pulls out, like, a backpack full of books, and in each one is, like, a tiny, like, a little portable Bible-sized copy. And it's a, a book that's called How to Be a Spy. It says, author, unknown. <laughs> Alright, you have any questions? Just crack that book open. It'll help you out. Okay. Should get you out of any sticky situations you need. Whew. Best of luck to you all. You too. Dismantle the system.
1: Dismantle
2: the system.
0: Shotgun. Okay, Kimia, you hopping shotgun in the truck or the chasmobile? Chasmobile. And the rest of you, Evelyn, you're driving the truck. Um, Ishtal and um, Zorana are in the back. P. Jared hops in the back of the Chasmobile with Wade.
3: I'll pop in the truck with Evelyn.
0: Wade's gonna reach a little fishy arm out of the window and you see the like red scales on the back of his hand as he hands over two brownies to Bender (laughs) for the ride. Hey, thanks man. (laughs) Okay, and Lily and the professor hop in the back of the Chasmobile too, I think, is where we would have space. Okay. All right, and we head out towards Northern Nevada um, doo, doo, doo. what kind of tunes are y'all listening to in the Chasmobile and in the truck? Remember you have the radio, which plays weird stuff sometimes, monster radio, or you have uh, monster music, or you can, you know, put in a, a tape or a CD. I
1: think I'd be moving it around, looking for different stuff on there, see if there's any messages or things happening.
0: Okay, as you get outside the city, you sort of, like, move it around a couple of times. You hear the monster radio, and there's been a new uh, segment of imps down on Fremont Street, so be careful. Uh, Monsters are advised to stay clear. The humans have already been dying in the thousands. And it beeps again, and you hear, like, weird country music.
1: Yeah, these imps are ruined in Vegas.
2: You know, I thought it'd be the aliens, but, you know, I guess the imps aren't a bad way to go. Yeah. <laughs> What's in this uh, How to Be a Spy book? Oh, I okay, you,
0: you crack it open. Yeah. Uh, are you moving to the beginning, the middle, or the no, end? No,
2: I just flipped it open to a random page.
0: Okay, um, you flip it to a page that says How to Pick a Lock. And it's got uh, a couple of diagrams and it looks like the person who is doing the diagrams who's picking the lock is a a bone handed person, like a skeleton. And they have a few of their fingers like whittled down to be perfect lock picks.
2: Okay, useful if you're a skeleton, I guess, but
0: you know, I could could try it, I guess.
2: Uh, Try and make my fingers like different key shapes.
0: Okay, you copy the ones that are in the book and it's not like super fine print detail or anything, but you get a couple of the locks uh the lock picks, you know, prepared and ready in your physical memory. Okay, Evelyn, have you driven before or a lot or is this kind of new to you?
4: Uh, I'm going to say that I've driven before because my family's semi-rich and we probably have cars.
0: Oh, totally. You've probably even, like, driven supplies to uh, a job or something in a truck before. Yeah. Okay, so are you listening to the music or the radio, or what's the vibe in here?
4: Um, if Bender's okay with it, I have magically found a CD with my current favorite band on there, which is Motionless and White, and we're just jamming out.
3: Hell awesome. yeah. I'm trying to sneak the gargoyle's brownies in the back.
0: Splitting one between them. Will it do anything?
3: (laughs) Maybe. Only one way to find out.
0: (laughs) Hmm. This seems like maybe a bad time, but I'll do it. (laughs) Giving him brownie. Okay. They split it and both of them eat it. Sort of like crunch it up. And, uh, like, parts of it fall out of their mouth. They don't really have, like, an esophagus tube or anything, but they're giving it a go.
2: Do they get stoned?
0: Evelyn, can you roll me a flirt roll? And we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) I put on the stoner playlist for the part.
4: I know I should have. Oh, I'm, load. I'm sorry, this is taking forever. Oh, it's all good. You said flirt?
0: A flirt, please. Okay. A 24. Well, turns out it works even if you don't have a digestion system. <laughs> the hydrangea is absorbed through the mucous membranes in their mouth, and you now have two stoned pieces of stone in the back of this truck. Um, I looked at
4: Bender. I'm like, did you get my lover's high?
0: A little bit, yeah. So I was like, no, we just were chill.
4: Oh my God. You guys couldn't fly this high. That's how messed up you are.
0: Wait. No, I could totally fly. I could fly so fast right now. No, stay in the bed of the truck. (laughs) You see he's on his little wings, like, a little bit, but he stays there.
3: This makes you our designated driver.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. I love the road trip. Y'all have been driving for maybe three hours now. You're about an hour out. It is starting to get dark. I'm gonna move y'all to the spooky forest scene. Um, Who brought snacks?
2: Well, I did not. Really, no snacks?
4: Well, the snacks that Div bra- or Bender brought are already <laughs> already eaten.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Professor Ar just like, don't worry, I packed us plenty of nutrition, and he brings out like three packets of blood. <laughs> Do you say that out loud, Lily? Yeah, I'm his snack. It's fine. <laughs> the professor leans over and is like, "May I?" <laughs> he grabs your arm and just like absolutely savages it. Like it takes a huge bite. There's like blood running down your arm. Uh, it's definitely getting over the seats of the chasmobile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, use some of those uh, fast food napkins back there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, as you're all, uh, there's like a little commotion in the back seat. The blood's flying everywhere. Chaz, you look out the front of the Chazmobile, and can you roll me a light, please? Perception check. 16. You notice, like, maybe off in the, like, cornfield to your left, a flashlight? No, it's, like, higher up in the sky. Is that a helicopter? No. It's like a really bright light it's like sort of scanning the ground and you can see it's coming from a a light source that is like growing and shrinking growing and shrinking it's changing color it's getting brighter it's definitely getting closer can i have evelyn also roll me a flight roll as our designated driver of the other truck Bender, you are in the cab You're also welcome to roll me a flight roll But Sarah is definitely distracting you By like phasing in and out And trying to get some of your high okay. Corey, Evelyn, you don't quite see it You are like really focused on the road it's, Isn't your truck, right? You don't want to crash it And Bender, you are also distracted You see a flash of light But you think that's probably, you know, Sarah Moving through your eyelid Spirit orbs Hey, okay, Chaz, you are the only person who has seen this. What do you do?
1: Uh, I'm gonna mention it and be like, uh, "Hey, um, how close are we to this place? Is could that be the tower or
0: something? What what is that?" P.J.R. speaks up and is like, "No, we're about twenty minutes away. Close to where I was found."
2: I'll look up in my book and be like, "I don't know. It's probably aliens or something." They're like all over the place out here.
1: Ooh. You should get him to come to the school. Hope it's not clouds again.
0: You see the light moving brighter, closer to the car. Everyone has seen it at this point, Evelyn, you and your car included. It's pretty hard to ignore. It almost looks like it's gonna come crash into you. It's right over the field to your left, maybe 30 feet, 50 feet off of the freeway. Damn crazy drivers.
2: <laughs>
4: um. Can I call Chaz and be like, "Uh, do you want
0: to go investigate that?" Yeah, you flip up your phone. Broop, broop. Chaz, your phone's ringing in your pocket.
1: I'm gonna hand it to, to Kimmy because I'm driving. I don't I don't drive and talk.
0: Safe driving. <laughs> I am not safe. I'm
4: sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, Chaz Mobile.
4: <laughs> um. Hey, do you guys see like that bright? light, like, 15 feet
2: away? Should we, like? I, they almost hit out? us! Oh, you want to check it out? I, I mean... Yeah, I guess we could check it out. Chaz, you want to check it out? Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Chaz says,
0: yeah. Alright, you all stop the cars on the side of the freeway. At this point, it's just a two-lane freeway. It looks like it hasn't had maintenance in years and years. It's full of potholes. You we're moving pretty slow as it was. And as you pull over to the side of the road, the light moves slowly over the road. There's like a pool of light on the sidewalk. It moves closer to the Chasmobile. And you see this light almost like wash over the car. You can't see anything outside the car anymore. Um, From Evelyn's truck, you can see the light hitting the car and all of the doors suddenly open. And with that, we'll go to break really quick. We'll come back in five monsters for some more spooky stuff. Spooks. Welcome back monsters. Uh, We are back from our very spooky cliffhanger in which all of the monsters have been stopped by an unknown craft above, shining a light into the Chasmobile. All four doors on the Chasmobile pop open as if uh, on their own. Wade sort of like flinches from the side and moves his arm out into the light you could see it glinting, and glimmering off his, like, red and yellow, orangey scales. What is it, Chaz?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, perhaps someone's watching us magically or something?
0: Maybe. All right, well, we'll have to talk to them one way or another.
1: All right, I'm going to stick my head out the window and look up.
0: You look up and you see sort of like a yellowish green tint to the light now. And there's like a big circle on the underneath of what looks like a round, ovally shaped craft. It's maybe 20 feet above you. Yeah. Am I still
4: on the phone with them? <laughs>
0: yeah, you're on the line with Kimmy.
4: Um, so I only see the light, right? I don't see the like spherical object.
0: You see from the side, like a uh, compressed, uh, almost like a cigar shaped item. Um, it's circular underneath, but from the side this way, it looks a little more um, angular. It's got sort of like a bubble on the top and you can see a bunch of little like round circles along the side. You see the light change color when Chaz's head sticks out also.
4: Okay, I say into the phone, I'm like, are you guys looking at this? It's like a... Like a disc with a bubble thing.
2: Chance, it's aliens.
3: Fucking
2: do it.
1: I'm struggling to think of anything else, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, hey... I I think we're gonna try and get beamed up. (laughs) See what the fuck's going on up there. Yeah, I I don't know. They're they're flashing lights. Oh, fair... Well, I mean... I, I guess. I guess I'm assuming. I don't know who's driving the flying saucer.
4: <laughs> I mean, bright lights in the woods in the middle of nowhere—that sounds like fairies. But now I can't deny it's probably aliens.
2: Uh yeah, yeah. Are you coming too, or should, uh, should I just keep you on the line?
4: Um, I guess I'm coming with you. So I hop out of the car, <laughs> 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 walk over to the chasmobile.
0: Okay, as soon as you walk into the circle of like pale yellowish green light, you feel hmm, different. You take another step and your foot doesn't connect with the ground. You feel a little weightless. Uh, If you want to struggle against this, you can make a fight roll. If not, you can make a flirt roll here.
4: Hmm. Um, you know what? I'm going to flirt with it.
0: Okay, okay, so you lean into to this unknown power, bringing you up closer to the craft.
4: 13.
0: A 13. It beams you up and you get about halfway, uh, your body just like floating in the air. You can see up into the craft, a little bit to the sides. You can see like a dim lighting around the top. Um, and as you get about halfway up into the air, you roll a little, your weight shifts. And it looks for a second like you're about to fall backwards, but then the beam catches you again and pulls you up into the craft. <laughs>
4: um, I assume that my phone is still in my hand. <laughs> so this yes. whole time I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then I'm like, Jazz, Kimmy, we- it's getting weird, but it feels kind of good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all wibbly. Wow. <laughs>
0: Seeing you go up into the craft, Um, I think Ishtar and Zarana are going to flap their little wings and try and fly up around the side of the craft. Um, I'm going to make a roll for them. Is anybody else getting out of the car? Yes. Okay, make a (laughs) uh, a fight or a flirt roll if you are leaning in or trying to stay on the ground. Ishtal and Zorana rolled a seven. So they immediately fly up a little bit and sort of like trip into the light in the air and are beamed in. Ah. Okay. Um, Lily, Chaz, you both um, look very clumsy going up into the air. Uh, Lily and Chaz are both sort of like pulled up by one leg, like the cat suits really holding it all in. But if it weren't, (laughs) he'd be flashing some people right now. (laughs) Um, Div You look like a graceful angel You step into this light and with like one leg ahead You like beam straight up into The cockpit of this ship (laughs) Alright So all of your companions follow you up into here With varying levels of success It's a comedy of errors Sarah just floats through the side of the ship wall Hey y'all what's up Okay and you all come to inside of this craft. Each one of you uh, that came up through the beam method has been sort of inserted into a little tube on the sides of the ship, almost like a containment tube, but there's controls on the inside. So it looks like you can get it out as well. You are floating, suspended. And you see on the inside of the ship three creatures. You hear like an ungodly screeching, clicking noise. <laughs> You hear a whistle as like this creature turns around and a mass of tentacles in their beard sort of flicks towards you. And the whistling seems to be coming from a little opening in the side of their head. Um, They're maybe eight, nine feet tall and like covered in reptilian scales. They turn to their third friend. The clicking was from like a large insectoid creature, like almost like a, a praying mantis. Um, and then the other creature is sort of like a typical gray alien, like big dark eyes, a sort of like small childlike stature, and like an elongated head. And they're wearing a suit. It's like a tight gray, like British trim suit.
2: Hello Who taught you how to drive? <laughs>
0: The the praying mantis one looks over at you, Kimmy, and it's like. Uh, uh,
2: I don't. I don't. I don't have anything for this, y'all. <laughs> Wait, actually, Hello? maybe I do. Can I produce a lust potion and give and hand it over? Yes, oh, so... I'll, I'll, take you, it, I'll take a quick sip of, of it first and then hand it over.
0: You are on the inside of, like, a tube thing. So to get out, you would just have oh, to be yeah. a ghost, right? You just whoosh, yeah. right through it. And as you move through it, they're all, like, like shocked that you got out of their little trap so easily. <laughs> so you take a chug of the last potion. You had the full-strength ones, I think. I did, yeah. So you take a little chug of it. You hand it to which one of them?
2: Uh, The one who was chittering at me, I guess.
0: Okay, so this like praying mantis creature with like eight legs on the sides bends one up towards you and with a little pincher grabs the tiny vial and like sniffs it, inspects it. And um, Evelyn, you would notice this first with your sense of smell. You notice a scent emanate from this creature, like a cotton candy, almost like a vape kind of smell. Uh, seems to be happy about it. It doesn't really have an orifice that it can pour this this in, so it sort of looks to you, Kimmy.
3: I'll
2: take some in my hand and just kind of, like, smear it across their abdomens.
0: Okay, it's got, like, a segmented abdomen. Yeah. So long in the front. And they like flinch a little as you move closer to it, but then they move their legs in the front out of the way so you can get closer and rub it on. And this lust potion has an instantaneous effect. It is intense, it is dramatic, and the two of you are suddenly like madly in love for the next five minutes. This giant clickety praying mantis creature and the ghost (laughs) gelatinous cue we getting freaky in this ship, y'all
2: Hell yeah Alright, so I get down to business um, And I'll pop out a little like Thumbs up hand Out of my back To make sure everyone knows I'm good
0: Okay, so as the two of you Start to go to town on each other Exploring alien anatomies um, The gray alien Sort of makes a little rop, 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 rop Noise And reaches into an aquarium And it's got a little fish in there picks up one of the fish and it walks over to it identifies Wade as maybe the most (laughs) susceptible to this sort of thing Um, with the scales on him it's like a yellowy fish and he brings it over to Wade and he reaches up Wade's a little taller than him and he pushes the fish into Wade's ear hey man what oh ah." like fish is burrowing into the side of Wade's head and suddenly he's like whoa I can understand. Whoa! Are you alright? That mantis is saying some freaky shit. (laughs) Yes, uh, but I understand everything they say now. Yes, okay. Um, Would would you all like a translator fish?
3: Hell yeah, what freaky shit are they saying?
0: Yeah, I want to know. (laughs) I'm going to learn
3: some new curses. (laughs)
0: Okay, so you all reach over and um he sort of brings the little fish bowl over to everybody. You put your fishes into your ears. And you can hear the praying mantis like never seen it, cube so flexible. <laughs> Imagine it being much freakier. Cut my head off. Cut my head off <laughs> The Mantis my, is like Eat my oh, yeah, body Let me cannibalize you.
3: Eat
2: my body. Take me inside you. Oh my God! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the alien looks over, the, like sort of gray alien, like adjusts his tie, and is like, <clears throat> "Well, it's very nice to make contact with the rest of you. Uh, I see my friend has uh, already made friends with you uh, quite closely. Wasn't expecting that, an unnatural reaction, but uh, very susceptible to sense.
1: Intensely friendly group.
0: <laughs> I-, I have noticed that." What they should see here? us around a
4: Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. The hairy man of the forest. I have noticed they are quite friendly also. <laughs> well, why are you here?
1: Same question
0: you to you. <laughs> you beamed us up. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs>
1: we're just around here.
0: You're in our territory.
2: We were looking for a house, but
3: a house. that got bright. Yes,
0: well, nobody lives here but us. <laughs> I
4: think it's more of a tower, really, but
0: Ah. You mean hmm. David's tower?
4: David, that's such a simple name.
0: Yes, yes it looks well. like <laughs> Well, he looks perfectly normal. He's got a little salt and pepper hair, uh, you know, he's about your height, he points over at Bender. In fact, uh, maybe he looks like a, like a human, but uh, more and more alive.
3: Does he wear robes and go to house auctions or tower auctions?
0: Oh, yes. Dave has quite a collection of robes for when he goes into human town.
1: How do
0: you know David? Well, you know, we run the alien cat house around here and, uh, David, well, he moved in next door.
4: You have an alien cat house?
0: (sighs) Yes. I have many rooms of pleasure and pain.
4: (laughs) Is that, like, Mantis thing one of your cat house people?
0: Oh, we all work there. Oh, Maybe you've heard of me. My name is, he addresses a little tie, Mr. Gray.
4: (laughs) I feel like I've heard that name somewhere, but not in relation to an actual gray-skinned person.
0: (laughs) Well, people take inspiration where they see it.
4: So is the cat house, like, right next door to the tower? Or, like...
0: Oh, the cat house is in another dimension.
4: So, is the tower in another dimension?
0: No, no, no. It's 20 minutes north. Oh, okay. But we, uh, move our ship around here for contact with the monster universe. Las Vegas is a little, uh, right distracting we like to be uh, the only light in the sky that's
4: fair um i don't know chaz do you want to see if they'll take us to the tower or do you want to drive to the tower
1: <laughs> um i think they could take us since they know where it is and stuff so would be a little faster
4: Yeah, that makes sense. And then, like, maybe give Kimmy time to uh,
3: do whatever she's doing. (laughs) I can't. can't, This is too good. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) The mantis has dismembered you twice and swallowed you, and you, like, come back out through the abdomen and do it again.
3: Y'all gotta try
2: this. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The lust potion is wearing off soon, but y'all are still going at it hard. And um, you hear the third creature in the ship turn towards you and its um, scaly tentacles sort of rasp along the ground as it moves. It looks like a dragon if a dragon were made of mostly tentacle. Its little side mouth moves and you can hear maybe like a really high-pitched whine. Evelyn hears it. Maybe the rest of you don't hear it so much. Uh, But their tentacles move and there's like a harness with a little box on their chest. And you can see their tentacles pressing um, buttons on the box. And there's like four little pipes on the side and they make like a really melodic sing-songy kind of voice. And it's like, we can take you. It almost sounds like it's whistling, whispering at the same time.
4: I, um. Like, not squint, but you know, when you're like, something's too high pitched and you like, like, close your eyes. Yeah, I do that.
0: Ah, you're sensitive. Closes the mouth on the side and stops the high pitched squeaking and communicates with the tentacle sort of pan flute.
4: Okay, thank you.
0: <laughs> Interesting. A-, a human so sensitive.
4: Oh, I'm not a human. I'm just human passing. I'm a werewolf.
0: <laughs> wow. That clears it up.
1: But yeah, a, a ride would be uh, appreciated if you could bestow that upon us.
0: You don't mean to kill David, do you?
1: No, not not the mission as far as we know, no.
0: Good, good, good. We can take you, then.
1: Just looking to peruse his book collection,
0: I think. Ah, he has many dusty old books. Come, come, come. And he sort of, like, sets a few buttons on the, um, the front panel, and you can see those, like, oval uh, rings around the side of the ship are sort of portholes, and you can see on the outside. And the ship starts moving slowly towards the... Um, on the horizon now you can see, which you might not have seen from the ground below, a single lone castle tower perched on the edge of a mountain. It looks as if it was just picked up and sat there and just like foundation crumbling a little bit. The ship heads on its way over there. You can see the little light below scanning and there's like cows underneath. Cornfields. Do you see any crop circles? <laughs> no crop circles in the the dark, but you think maybe if you looked in the light of day, you might see a little farther.
4: I try to sneak a look and see what Kimmy's doing.
0: Okay, Kimmy, the last potion is wearing off just about now. What is up with you in this mantis?
2: Uh, I think I'm trying to collect all of my spooky ectoplasm <laughs> that's been splattered around, like, in the corners of their mouth. I'm kind of getting that back. It's, like, a little bit underneath. Some's on the wall. There's a little bit on the ceiling. I'm just, like, scooping myself back together.
0: It, it preens a little bit out of its, like, antennae and hands it over to you and it says, that was incredible.
2: You are amazing. I'm gonna come see you someday.
0: Yes, it tells you it works a night shift at the cat house.
2: Worth every dollar.
0: Okay, the ship moves over on top of the castle. Uh, you can see now on the top of the tower, there's like a big X painted, sort of like a, a helicopter landing spot. And the the ship beams right over it and lands directly in it. And a little um, sort of like a platform moves out so that you have a step and you can hop off of the ship.
2: Let's, let's jump out, let's, let's go Let's uh, infiltrate this tower As I squeeze back into my gatsu Inflated again As it were
4: um, As we walk out uh, Ishtal and Surana, right, are with me yes. um, So I ask them if they feel anything Like from the stones or anything like that
0: as soon as they step out onto the top of this castle, both of them just like fall to their knees and touch the stone on the ground. Yes. Yes, I feel it. This is Navaria. This is the mage tower, the study tower.
4: Amazing. Um, Do you know how to get inside from like where we are? Or is there like... Going to be a magic spell or something
0: yes we can get in um ishtal puts his hand on the ground and zarana um, sort of stands over and both of his feet form like firm plants on the ground and you can see that they sort of meld into the stone sink a little bit and they move about five feet down into the stone and remold it around them and you can see a little, like, mini staircase into the top of this tower has now been created. The dragon with the pipe whistles. Whoo! David's going to be mad about that. Say hello for us.
4: <laughs> Are they stuck in there or they're just, like, like the stairs just, like, appeared?
0: They, like, went into the stone and created it. And now they're not stuck in there anymore. And oh, okay. everyone else can walk down, too.
3: gonna follow and have uh, Evelyn and them lead the way.
0: Okay, so everyone steps off of the ship. The mantis drops another little piece of slime onto Kimmy and says, we'll see you soon. and I, I jump out? Okay, the ship sort of beams away. And uh, you see them go after a cow. There's a cow like, coming up into the (laughs) the ship now.
2: Oh my gosh, that cow is so lucky. It's a fly around. Cows never fly.
0: (laughs) Well, as the ship leaves, you're all on top of this castle. You can hear the cicadas chirping in unison. Uh, You don't hear anything else. No birds, no creatures in these woods. It's quiet. You don't really hear anything, except for maybe the pump of a motor from the inside. A generator? Something loud.
4: Um, so me, the gargoyles, and Bender are walking down the stairs. Uh, what do we see? Do we like come to a door or anything?
0: You sort of walk down from the ceiling in the highest room in this tower which it looks to be um, like a, not an atrium, what is it called when the the windows are just open, there's no actual windows. There's like, uh, you could see outside um, and the wind is blowing through. Um, And it looks like this is the main study room. You see tables and desks and uh, like pots and um, pieces of decoration and stuff that are all broken. It looks like they weren't really attended to during the move. And as the castle shifted on the side of this hill, they've all sort of crumbled and moved. It doesn't look like there's been much activity here on the top level of this tower.
4: Um, Do we see any, like, books or journals in the piles that, like, look interesting?
0: Yes. Every single book in the pile looks ancient, looks evil, looks filled with secrets and magical bits and bobs. You know Ilmenia Yagar, the person who owned Castle Navaria is one of the foremost witches in this area. She's rich, she's powerful, she is connected and she is missing. So what you are seeing now is the con- the collection of all of her research. And of course um, the, the headmistress Taliba and the lawyers from hell have rifled through it all. So it's not maybe collected together, but it looks like hundreds of years of incredibly powerful magic research.
4: Um, I take out my magnifying glass, that I can uh, see like special, like uh, notes or whatever, and I like kind of scan
0: some of the books. Okay, that is an excellent idea. Can you roll me a? A flight for that, I think. Flight, okay. Unless you are looking for something horny. (laughs) (laughs) A 16, okay. You lift up your magnifying glass and even in the like darkness of this tower, you can see that things are lighting up, like almost like glow in the dark paint on the posters, on the wall, on the books. You see on the right-hand side, there's regular writing and on the left, the, the back of the last page, mm-hmm. there's an entirely different um, set of sigils and magical runes and notes about how to perform this uh, ritual on the page. And you look at the next book, every single one is filled with this like double text. There's the real information uh, that's like physical and visible. And then there's this more powerful, magical information on the other side.
4: Can I read any of this or is it all in like symbols that I can't read?
0: Some of it is in English um like the newer documents and stuff like that some of it you recognize as Sanskrit, Egyptian hieroglyphs, like um I don't know uh, Hebrew like ancient languages that aren't spoken very much anymore but you recognize all of these different scripts.
4: Okay, has everybody followed me into the room, or are people still upstairs?
2: I would have followed you.
0: You also would have followed? As everybody files in, you see Zarana on the ground. He puts his hand onto the ground and says, I saw where she used to hide things. Not here in her study, but downstairs near the kitchen, a secret place, one where she would put something valuable, like something she stole from Headmistress Taliba. Awesome, can you lead me there? And then I give him a big kiss on the cheek. Oh. He looks almost startled, like pulls away from the floor. Yes, we're here. Everything's all right, I will not be trapped in the stone again. And he like reaches towards you, Evelyn, pulls you close and almost like picks you up and carries you down the stairs. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Um, Zerana and Ishtal and Evelyn lead the party downstairs from the study. Um, It's pretty dark, so if you guys wanted to come back up Once the lights are on and do like a search search of this area, you might find some stuff, but right now in the study, you probably aren't gonna see too much. You move downstairs and Serana walks confidently in the dark straight towards the kitchen. You see there's an archway, a big window that looks like it once was a door into another piece of the castle, but now it's just an open brick like semicircle. He pushes his hand into the wall above the stove here. As you all come into the room though, you see Zirana has completely ignored the rest of the room. There is in the center of the kitchen, um, the island has been completely taken over by a set of two or three enormous mm-hmm. aquarium tanks. And in all of them are these like silvery jellyfish, with, like long tendrils some of them two, three meters long, some of them smaller, like babies. And you hear the source of the noise. There's a pump going in the aquariums, just keeping the water fresh, keeping it clean. And you see like a dim blue light um, highlighting all of these jellyfish-like creatures. have we heard
3: of anything like spooky jellyfish before or glowing jellyfish
0: maybe you have you can roll me a flight or a flirt if it was horny or regular research okay okay so bender you think you probably know the most out of everybody about these right uh evelyn is that a new one the 16 uh no, I didn't roll. Okay. So, Bender, you're pretty sure you've heard of something like this, but you're not a hundred percent positive. You, though, recognize your way around a brain stem. And some of those appendages on these jellyfish, they look kinda like a brain stem. Or even like maybe a cap for one, something like that.
3: Do they look kind of brain like to you guys? I'm just gonna, like, get closer and, like, poke the tank.
0: You touch the side of the tank wall, and instantly they all move towards you. There's a cloud of 20, 30 little jellyfish things all suddenly on the side of the tank, almost looking at you. They don't have any eyes.
3: Oh. Uh. They definitely see us.
2: I reach into the bag for my last potion. I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> you can fuck any monster you want. I'll Hell tell yeah. you that right now. Hell yeah.
3: <laughs> Sinking into the tank ass first.
0: <laughs> Are you dipping in, Bender? oh papa pop a chicken, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So you unzip the little very convenient flap in your uh, <laughs> new cat suit, and the, the bottoms come right off and you slide in just a little dip with the brains. The jellyfish all come over and they touch you. Their little like fleshy bodies feel like warm and soft and their tendrils they like wrap around you a little bit, but then they let go. They almost seem like a little uninterested once they get to actually touch you.
1: Rude.
3: (laughs) The brain's rejected my ass, and I just like stand back up.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) Bender, you have a full brain in a jar in your pocket. Would that have stayed in your pocket, or would you have set that down before you got in the tank? It probably would have stayed in my pocket. They release your leg, but they start trying to, like, reach their tendrils into your little pocket. One of them, before you even realize it, is halfway to unscrewing the lid on the brain jar. I'm gonna let them have it and see what happens. You dump the brain into the little tank. So you still have one more brain in a jar, but you are now down to a single, and you have a little bit of brain jerky left too, I think. But the brain dumps into the tank and the jellyfish like crowd around it. And the biggest one that looks like almost the same size as the brain, rips it apart, tears the like base spinal cord part from the brain. And you see like a feeding frenzy. All of these little jellyfish start eating the like mass of the brain. And then the, the first jellyfish, the biggest one, moves the little arm that looks like a cap to the brainstem And like sets it onto the little piece of the brain that is left. And you can see electricity suddenly firing on the inside of this tank. And it's reaching down the back of the brainstem piece that it's got. Trying to like move further past it. But there's nothing. It looks a little confused.
3: Gonna hop out of the tank and stay out after seeing them rip apart the brain. (laughs)
0: It was a little vicious, like piranhas going at this brain matter.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Don't put your head in that thing, y'all. Oh, my God.
1: I'm a little less excited to meet this David guy.
2: If the brains eat brains... Do you think David eats the brains,
1: that eat the brains? I think he'd be using it for something else, but he's probably still feeding these things brains.
0: Can I have everybody roll me flight, please? No reason, continue your conversation. So you're all talking. None of you really notice anything. It's very dark in here. But um, Lily, suddenly you see in that doorway, the arch to the outside. There's just a figure. It's about human height. It's got a robe pulled down all the way over its face. And it's just standing there watching you play with these jellyfish. You see Bender dumps the brain and he goes, and he stands there. Nobody else sees him but you right now, Lily. If oh. anyone is near me, I'm gonna try to like touch shoulders and point. If you're probably standing like... right next to Professor Ayard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm tapping him, trying to get his attention, without like yes. spooking everyone. Yes, yes. Sir. But I'm watching what's happening here. It's fascinating. Have you ever seen something tear apart a uh, brain matter like this? I mean, obviously, besides you, better. You don't see the guy?" <laughs> like, tears his eyeballs away from this, like, massacre in the aquarium and sees the figure. And he, like, steps in front of you a little bit, Lily, and is like, Alright, uh, we're here from Monsters University. I'm an official advocate, representative. Identify yourself. And I'm like, that's right! Identify so you tough. see the figure slowly slip the hood off of his head and it takes a minute. It's a lot of hood. It's like... He's like, oh. <clears throat> well, you're all in my house. I suppose I should say hello. Uh, my name is David and it's nice to meet you all. What are you doing here with my tanks?
3: Your alien friends invited us. <sighs>
0: I will have to speak to Mr. Gray about setting you down by the front door. Some of the brains. Oh, these are not brains. And he like walks a little closer and he reaches down and pets one of them and it like makes a little pr- 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 in the water. These are my children.
1: beautiful children you have here
2: your your family is beautiful
0: thank you thank you well you have to ask yourself what is everybody doing this far outside of monsters university are you here for a field trip with your professor
1: in a way we're here to learn some stuff um We're looking into Professor Taliba's collection and trying to uh, find some books, and knowledge of those books.
0: Well, those are all the upstairs. You are welcome to help yourself to any of these spells. They mean very little to me. I have gotten the spells that I desired from her collection.
1: Found something good?
0: Oh yes, yes, you see my children, they very much like to interact with the world, but it's so difficult to find a human, a monster, willing to give over their consciousness. I found a little something that will help them. You see, Ilmenia Yagar, person who used to own this place was an expert in transmutation the art of turning one thing into another now even if it's not permanent it can give my children and he reaches down and pets another couple of them an opportunity would you like to see sure yeah
2: hard to resist
0: well perfect he like reaches down and scoops one out and it wraps its tendrils around his arm. And you see, um, Evelyn, you would recognize the sort of style of the magic from the books that you read upstairs. Um, they all have like a very particular sort of like magic circle that you need to draw and a certain set of like words that begin every spell and intention sort of set. And you see David sit down on the ground. He's got one of his little jellyfish guys in his hand and he draws a circle in chalk around him. And then he says a few magic words and he like channels some energy into his arm and you see electricity, magic, sparking through them. And this jellyfish creature turns into a mostly humanoid. (laughs) They're still a little like iridescent and see-through and clear, but uh, it turns into like a a human-sized creature from these like few stringy tendrils. They almost unfold and look like a nervous system inside of a person. She looks maybe 35 or 40, like uh, dark gray hair. Um, She's got eyes and a mouth and it's all vaguely in the right spots. But you know if the lights were on, it wouldn't quite look right. Is she, sort like, of... see-through a little bit? A little bit see-through. Almost, like, very pale and clammy and sick. But you can see that, like, glowing inner skeleton, almost, of the jellyfish that was.
1: Wow, this is some groundbreaking uh, reanimation, I guess you would call it? Uh, yeah. yeah My dad and stuff at the college, would be very interested in your your work. This is amazing.
0: Oh, yes. Well, you have to ask yourself if the academics at the college are truly ready for this sort of magic. It's uh, technically illegal right the the academics wouldn't want you performing this kind of thing it does have a little bit of a devil worship element and a, a hell planer magic in there but you know you have to ask yourself if there's a reason that they're keeping this from us and you can see the the daughters like oh, come on hi i'm sarah you can stop listening to david now he likes to go on about things <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Sarah the ghost is like, "Wait, we got the same name. What's up? Whoa! Hey. She's like, yes, well, I only chose the most common human name from the year I was born. (laughs) Well, you think it's convincing? Yes, she does a little dance and a piece of the flesh sloughs off of her back.
2: Very convincing.
0: You look great. It's uh, much better than possessing an unwilling human. You see, when we get in there and we eat all of their brains and connect to their brainstem, sometimes they really want to fight about it. And uh, it's not a lot of fun. And uh, you know, a body's only temporary. This one too.
3: Humans really do fight when you try to take their brains. It's ridiculous.
0: I know. They're barely using it. You see, David has, like, gone over to the wall and just, like, pulled a couple of books. Um, There's, like, uh, a lot of human books. It looks like he's getting into Ayn Rand uh, and some other weird stuff down here. Oh, no! There's a lot of philosophy. Like, he comes over and he's like, well, if you're looking for some books, you know, I, I have some maybe counterculture science you might be interested in
2: uh, yeah yeah what what do you think would wake me up like in like the quickest the fastest way to waking up you know
0: well if you are ready to not be one of the sheep then uh-huh. all you have to do is open your eyes to what the academics are trying to tell you here. And mm-hmm. you have to realize that everything you've learned has been a lie. On and on and on Whoa. about this. <laughs> um so while everyone points at the rest of
2: you, he's like,
4: Let's go upstairs. <laughs> uh while everyone listens to that and goes upstairs, uh can I go back with Jarvana and see like the part of the wall he was going to open up?
0: Yes. So Zerana has pulled his arm off of the wall as soon as David came in. Um, It does look like this area of the wall has not been disturbed. The bricks look like they're still all put in and the mortar and everything. Um, So maybe this little area has not been discovered yet. Zerana walks over and is like, should I open it?
4: Yes, yes, open it quickly before everybody comes back.
0: Okay. He, like, presses his fist into the wall and is like, alright, stand back. I think I have the the entrance code. And he, like, balls up a fist and punches it a couple of times. (laughs) The, The front brick crumbles and you can see a little hidey hole. Inside is, like, treasure, gems, gold, all sorts of riches. But in the very back, you see a little, almost like a fireproof safe.
4: Um... Okay, I stuff some of the jewels in my pockets, and then I go <laughs> to the safe and, like, try to open it, maybe?
0: Okay, so you are... You crawl almost halfway into this hole. You grab the safe, you pull it towards you, you fill your pockets with some jewels and gems, and uh, you are going to crack the lock on this safe. What is your plan? It looks like it's a little code lock, like an electric one. Okay, like
4: with... Um... Like it has a pin code or something yeah
0: it looks like it's got four or five digits
4: um i asked Zurana if they know of any numbers that had special meanings in the castle
3: hmm.
0: maybe i know she was quite good friends with taliba the day they met or got together, maybe Taliba's death day. Um,
4: Okay, do I know Taliba's death day? Mm,
0: I don't think that would be public knowledge. She's very old and probably would not share that.
4: (laughs) Damn it, okay. Uh,
0: You do know that Chasworth has one of her old journals though.
4: Okay. Um, If I leave this room, can we like hide it again or the hole is just like open?
0: Well, Jirana did punch a hole in the wall with his fist, so (laughs) I don't think there's any hiding it again. But you can remove the the safe. I mean, Ishtal and Jorana can carry it. It's heavy, but.
4: Okay, I asked them to carry the safe. And then. um... Okay, so there's a kitchen and then
0: the stairway or is there another room to the stairway? So the way that this tower is, there's sort of three levels to it. And the top one is the study. The middle room is like a kitchen lounge area. And the bottom is like a big grand entryway. And there's along the back, a staircase that goes up all three levels in this like round tower. Um, And then in the top, you all like punched a second stairway down in.
4: Okay. uh, So I have them take the safe to the like lounge area. And then I sneak upstairs and like try to get Chaz's attention without like getting on anyone else's attention.
0: Okay, so I just realized the time. I think we'll probably have to cut it here. So when we come back, um, everybody else will be upstairs, maybe searching Ilmenia's um, study. And then we have Evelyn and Ishtal and Zorana with the safe in the lounge. And then Kimmy is unfortunately stuck with David learning about alternative history. <laughs> <laughs> Taking one for the team like a champ. Yep, yep. Pete Jarrett is there with you, like helpfully nodding along.
2: Oh god, Pete Jarrett, don't listen. Cover your ears.
0: <laughs> oh, he's listening so hard. No <laughs> to excise this information. No. <laughs> okay, friends, let's uh reintroduce ourselves. Let's go the other way with Dominique.
3: Hi,
4: I'm Dominique Delirium and I play Evelyn Lycandra and uh you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Dom underscore delirium
1: I am Chasworth uh well I played Jazzworth. I'm Rick6 Rails. else uh you can find me at my Twitter at that same name thank you
3: hi I'm girlbot div. I got to play bender um Google Girlbot div to find me on most sites I'm
2: Cassie Cummings I got to play your favorite Gelatinous Cube, Kimmy Puttenpup. You can, uh, yeah, Google me, Cassie Cummings, and all the best sites will come up, I swear.
0: I am Violet October, and I played Lily the Succubus, and I am on Twitter, and Blue Sky is Violet October, and then you just add an X on the end for Instagram.
2: I gotta add you on Blue Sky now.
0: Yeah, everybody's on Blue Sky. Um, I'm up on there, Jane Judge. Um, So yeah, I'm Jane Judge, I've been your dungeon master for tonight's spooky alien abduction themed session. Um, Yeah, if that mantis is coming back. (laughs) (laughs) I hope y'all enjoyed this, and if you did, come by on Tuesdays at 7pm Pacific time. We're always doing some weird shit over here. Half the time we're playing Magic the Gathering, and half the time we're doing this spooky homebrew D&D style thing. Um... And we also stream on Thursdays at twitch.tv slash suede collective. Does somebody want to talk about what Suede is?
3: Sure. Uh Suede is a th- 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, 100% of your donation to Suede goes directly to sex workers in need, uh, providing direct cash grants, uh, harm reduction supplies, contraceptives, all sorts of that good stuff. Uh, and you can find out more on suedecollective.org.
0: Awesome. So come by and see us playing on Thursdays also. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for monstering. Goodbye stream.